Alrighty, folks. Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew. And I'm Emily. And today we're going to talk about many things, primarily along the realm of DIY music stuff. But before oh. we get there, let's uh, let's go ahead and set the scene a little bit. How's your cat? Oh, she's good. She's just snuggling me right now. Um, yesterday, I babysat my two-year-old niece at my house for the first time, and Aww. I was a little bit worried that Carrie would not um, do well with a toddler, but she let my niece, like, had her a little bit, um, was just kind of quiet, and uh, didn't scratch a two-year-old, so go Kitty. She was a very good girl. Yay for not doing something terrible. That's Oh, yeah. I feel like that's the standard of the world these days is, well, at least you didn't screw it up that bad. Yeah. I mean, the bar is on the ground. Y- you didn't physically harm someone, so that's a win. Oh, yeah. That's a good cat. She's a good cat. Only yeah. only has ever uh, made me bleed. I, I wish I could say the same about my, about my cat, but uh, instead of getting into the, the mischief that Poppy's been into lately, uh, I, I, I just want to share about what I... I'm drinking and what I have been drinking, which Ooh. are both vi- two different things I'm excited about this weekend. Go on. Let me start with what I have been drinking. My friend, my coworker, uh, has brought in a uh, bunch of tea called Lapsang Sushang. I hmm. didn't know this was a thing until he did, and he. Uh, he's like, oh, do you want you would you want a cup? And I'm like, uh, sure. I'm like, uh, you, like maybe put some milk and sugar. And he's like, oh no 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 no, you don't want to put milk and sugar in this. He's like, and I'm sitting here like, well, it's a black tea. Why would you? And he's like, okay, well, I'll trust your judgment. He brings it back, and it was, it smells of like campfire and bacon. Oh, really? That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's like super. Like, wait, this is tea? What the heck? Uh, it's so I guess it, it's like black tea that's been smoked over pine embers so i started drinking this a little bit at work and i uh only have mooched a few cups of tea i'm sorry about that callum and uh yeah so i've just been really enjoying it and this uh last week i picked up some loose leaf of it while i was out at the store and i've had it a cup a day for the last few days and just been really enjoying it getting home from work or just in the afternoon making a big cup of it and just sipping on it. It's just, it's incredible. And it smells really strong and you smell it from across the room. It's really intense. Mm-hmm. Very excited about that. And then uh, what I'm drinking right now is a beer I saw probably four or five months ago. It was one of those you see at the store. I'm like, oh, I've never seen that before. Maybe I'll pick that up next time. And it's not there. It wasn't there until... <laughs> About a week, week and a half ago, I was in the store and I saw it again. I'm like, not going to fool me this time. Uh, so I grabbed it and it, what it is, it's a rye IPA, a toasted mm. rye IPA. Interesting. And so it's an IPA, but it's got all of these lovely, dark, roasty, malty flavors. Um, like a little bit of hint of orange peel and some like maybe winter chai spice type of tasting notes. Uh, in this IPA, it's just perfect for this time of year with it so cold outside. Um, I think just uh, I just parked and my car was reading out at 37 degrees. Oh, really? I, that cold? Where yeah. You are? I, well, that was just now. Yeah, I think I'm going to be scraping ice in the morning, which Probably. is not common for Seattle in the dead of winter. Seattle's too temperate for that. That's why so, I love it here. 
yeah, it's I. Uh, so I'm I'm really enjoying this. I've this has definitely been a uh, have one a day, maybe every couple of days, just really milking the the six pack and really enjoying it. It's really 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 tasty. Mm-hmm. Definitely a sipper. It's really heavy. Nice. So I just looked in. Yeah, it's it's 39 degrees where I am. That's cold. Yep. Well, shall we uh, get into today's episode? Yeah, sure. I got I got something new. Tell me about it. I snagged a pedal steel guitar for a great price. But why? Because I love country music, Andrew. But why? What? <laughs> because it speaks to me on a very man. Have you ever heard like just a beautiful pedal steel? It sounds like heaven. Yeah, I was listening to I. I was listening to a band the other day and like one of their slower songs came on and that they broke out the pedal steel. I'm like, wait a minute. They were just like singing about like, like punk rock and roll down with the establishment. And then now they're talking about, it was like, it was a country song. I'm like, this is so out of place for this band. That's funny. With the, the pedal steel, it was talking about how like I was 17 and my high school sweetheart, but then I got arrested. And then my mom <laughs> was the one that came to visit me in jail every day. And then a month before I got out of jail, she died and there's an empty hole in my life. And then that's just how they ended the song. Huh. It was the most depressing thing ever. That sounds like country music. All right. Yeah. It's, on a punk record, I was just so thrown up, but the pedal still sounded great. So I, I do give you that. Yeah. It's just a beautiful sounding instrument. And um, gosh, I think it's, uh, I'll, I'll add his name to the show notes, but there's a very excellent uh, pedal steel player who uses a lot of pedals. And, and Rick, um, for the listeners, my husband, was showing me some videos of this guy uh, running his pedal steel through ev- everything, like uh, filters, just standard waz, a lot of fuzz, and, and then some some weirder things, too. It just was really exploring the soundscape, man. It was really cool. He's a really hot player. Um Gosh, he could play stuff like uh, Eddie Van Halen solos on the pedal steel. It was right. incredible. You wouldn't have known, um, but like it got me really excited. So I have a couple pedals plugged into mine right now. I have um, the Spruce Effects, uh, the Gale by Spruce Effects by our friend friend Brian, um, who's yeah. going to be on the show soon uh, or has been on the show, um, yeah. and I have. Um, a obviously my volume pedal with my Fox Cairo pedal topper. Um, that adds to the tone, and uh, the Tomcat Daydreamer uh Echo pedal, and then the Malto Cano uh reverb with the the optional fuzz, and it's just it's just been so much fun. It's been a very long time since I've picked up an instrument almost from scratch. So I bought a bunch of books, been watching some tutorials, just kind of like putting myself in my, my place a little bit. Um, it's very humbling, but also very exciting. And I think it reminds me of um, why I started music in the first place, or maybe what made me stick with it is just like perfectionism and a little bit of obsessiveness and just having a little bit of an addictive personality and channeling that into into music. Yeah, I just want to. If you're gonna do something, you're gonna do it right. Yeah, man, and I don't get 
bored playing the same riff 50 times in a row because each time I play it, it sounds a little better. I adjust something here or there. And, you know, I keep it turned down a little bit so my husband can be upstairs doing whatever he wants. Uh, today he installed a, a bidet in the bathroom, so that's exciting while I was playing. It's great. Yeah, bidets are, are great for washing your face. I mean, just nothing like getting up in the morning and just the the, the, the burst of cold water. That burst of cold water. Yep. That's uh <laughs> no, he's gonna love it. It was a Christmas present I got him. Aw. Yeah. How about you, Andrew? Well, on the uh on the note of continually improving and wanting to get everything to my liking, I decided to go out on a limb. I don't normally do this, but I I splurged and I bought myself uh, a microphone stand. The, that connects to my desk. It's one of those that's like spring loaded uh, with like the little knob where I can like pull it in closer. Uh, right. That's really cool. That's very professional. It looks really cool. It was like 20 bucks and it comes with a pop filter. Um, Ooh, nice. So, pop, pop, sibilance. Um, oh, man. Uh, yeah. After uh, the episode that's going to drop on the uh, 15th, which I had dropped on the 15th. People are going to be very excited about that pop filter, Andrew. Yeah, I can get pretty excited <laughs> and very poppy. Um, yeah. Like my cat. But so I'm very poppy. I'm very excited about this. I uh, I actually decided to get uh, to not use the pop filter I'm using. I also, in the same order, I bought the windscreen. Uh, I hate Amazon because mm-hmm. I just wanted to buy the $5 windscreen, but as an add-on item. And usually oh. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to drive to Guitar Center. And then I... Just didn't have the time or the motivation, and uh, so I fucked yeah. it up. And I I got something that made it qualify for the item item. So this the this stand is great. I, I we can post the notes to the the visual thread. Which by the way, if you are not familiar, join our join our Facebook inner group, and Emily does a visual thread where she posts links to everything for every episode. So that way, as you listen to the the episode, you can open up the link and listen to the song that we're talking about or uh, any of the products we're talking about, some history on anything, just it's all there, just top to bottom through the whole episode. It's a- my my trick is that I listen to the episode at two x speed, so I get through it very quickly. Right, <laughs> but it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing it and pulling pulling videos and things. Yeah. So I'll uh, I'll go ahead and throw this in with that visual thread. The one thing that I have realized very quickly that I don't like about it is if I touch the desk, I get this neat little, and it just I, I just dampened the springs a little bit. It was worse before, but you can hear the springs kind of going off there for a little bit. So mm-hmm. as much as I love spring reverb, um, this is not <laughs> the time or place for drip. Well, it's a quote. Alanis Morissette, you live, you learn. Yep. Where are my ladies at? Hey. Um, oh, thank you for reminding me. I need to take my uh, antibiotics, that jagged little pill. Oh, swallow it down. Yep. Um, <laughs> whew. And uh, so, yeah, so that's that's that for the podcast for guitar. I just got back from Ikea. I'm actually late coming back to record this episode later than normal. I just got back from Ikea. Hey, it hurts you more than it hurts me, Andrew. I have to be up in like five hours for work, so woo. 
five or six. We're not going to go an hour on this episode, friends. No, but I'm I'm jazzed. I'm very excited. Um, mm-hmm. If 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 you want to know what my workout routine is, uh, it's me going to IKEA once a quarter because, uh, yeah, my calf is cramping after that walking through IKEA. I'm only. I can't believe you went on a Sunday. You know, it wasn't that bad. Um, it really was not bad. We only waited like ten minutes in line to check out, and um, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. as I was walking nice. through IKEA, I had the lens of okay. Well, so the question that I had in my head is everybody's seen that Ikea pedal board that uh, it's like you take a bookshelf. I forget what exactly what series or what it is. I know that that bookshelf has changed name a couple of times, but you buy this bookshelf and instead of following the the directions like none of us do anyways, um, you recreate it into a pedal board, like a little slatted pedal train style pedal board, but it's out of the the material of the bookshelf is this just like the corrugated material in, inside. So it's kind of hollow. It's kind of lightweight. Um, so you don't want to like stand on it necessarily, but it's plenty sturdy enough for pedals. So I, I feel like everybody I know has seen that a bunch of people that I know have tried it. I've never gotten around to trying it. I'm like, well, that's, that's still like 40 bucks. And at that point you're getting not, you're not quite getting to the realm of wanting to buy like a used pedal train, but I feel like you're almost getting there. I don't know. Um, it's never quite appealed to me that much. So I went with the idea of there's so many things at Ikea. What's something else that I can use to build a pedal board for $20 or less. Mm -hmm. And I walked away with no less than, and no more than count them three. The number shall be three, no more, no less three options for potential pedal boards. One of them I know for sure will work. It's a cutting board. It's 15 bucks. And I think it was like 20 something inches by like 18. Uh, I think it's deep. Uh, I'll have to, there's, there's going to be some progress updates on this. I'll have to do some more measurements. I just kind of eyeballed it and said, that's pretty big for 15 bucks. I'll take it. And so I think it might be deep enough for me to get a volume pedal and then another pedal stacked sideways on top of it. How deep. Um, so I think mm-hmm. it might even be big enough for me to get my entire small pedal collection on there. We'll see. Awesome. Um, so that it's a, it probably weighs like three or four pounds. It's a hefty cutting board. Um, yeah. Upsides. It's not going to break on you. Flat boards are all the rage and it's 15 bucks. I mean, I have one. I love my flat board. My flat board costs more than $15. I mean, I love it. Thanks, Dan Dolan. And they're great. I've been using the inside of, uh, I've got a DIY board, which we'll, we can talk about. And then I've got a. Uh, a flight case that uh, actually Phil from Tasty Cables um, gave to me as a going away present when I moved out of LA. Um, yeah, I, I had been borrowing it from him so I could, um, because my DIY wasn't big enough for what I wanted to get together to play at church. And so he lent it out to me and I um, uh, was getting ready to leave. Is like, hey, like if you haven't been using this, you've already got a pedal board. Can I, can I give you some money for this flight case? I'd love to, to buy it off of you. And, um, he just, he's like, don't tell anybody, which I guess I'm telling people now it's been a while, but uh, he's like, here, take this. You're, you're using it. You're doing good things with it. Uh, it's my, get my going away present to you. And that just melted my heart. And I've oh. used the crap out of that thing since That's I actually so nice. used it to the point where it was starting to fall apart and I had to like glue and 
uh, I drilled some holes in it to keep hold it, um, hold it together. Cause I just was, well, I was using it a lot. So I've been using the inside of that and that's like a flat board, um, type style. And actually I really don't mind the flat board. I thought I would miss the slats more than I do. Um, so I'm looking forward to using the cutting board and seeing how that works out. Wonder if the cutting board would yeah. fit inside the flight case. Maybe. I know we'll find out. This is going to be a, hey. a lot of pro- so that's that's pedal board number one. That's the one I know for sure is not going to break on me, and is going to work. And then I've got a larger option and a smaller option. Both are made of the same material, and I'm not a hundred percent sure this is going to work. But I'm also not not sure it's going to work. This is this is where I uh, I like to gamble. So I got it's a uh, cafeteria tray. Oh, what? <laughs> it's a cafeteria. So they've they got like the cafeteria trays that just say Ikea that when you go through and get your Swedish mm, meatballs. Yeah. Um, it's like that size. So it's it's massive and it's not it's a little flexible. Uh, I don't think it's going to be so flexible. That's I, like if it's just laying flat in the stage, it's not like you're going to snap it in half. Uh, and so I think it's going to come down to whether or not if you hold if you're holding it on both sides with both hands with all of the weight of the pedals on it, is it going to snap? You're not good. It's not going to be elevated ever. Um, it, is it going to snap if you, when you pick it up, if you're moving around a little bit. So I'm kind of curious to see how that works out. Um, which reminds me, by the way, if anyone like lives near an Ikea and is interested in their food, my, I just want to share real quick, get the word out there. My favorite Ikea food hack. So you get the chocolate conspiracy mm-hmm. cake, just one slice. And you beg them pretty, pretty please to put lingonberry sauce on Oh, it. that sounds good. Sometimes they say yes. Sometimes they say no. Today they said, uh, I honestly just forgot to ask, but uh, my lovely wife got the Swedish meatballs and she doesn't use put the lingonberries on the meatballs and they're off to the side separated away from the gravy enough to where she passed the plate over to me because she knows how much I love the lingonberry sauce. And I scraped it off carefully as to not get any gravy on my cake. <laughs> And just, it's a chocolate and lingonberry cake. Nice. So I just wanted to share that. I take no responsibility for the weight gain that anyone experiences after this. Yeah. Um, oh, I love going to Ikea because I like going and then buying the frozen meatballs and mashed potatoes and gravy and all that stuff. And it's so tasty. It's great. But like, what kind of a store is like, you know what? This shopping experience is going to be so intense. We're going to have you walk around for an hour and a half. And you're going to be so tired and you realize you're only halfway through. So we figured we put it in a snack station. It's for the kids. Gather some of your energy again. It's for the kids. Uh, and the parents. I mean, yes and no. I just, you just have to know. They're like, we're going to wear them out so much. They're going to be hungry. And then they're going to go for more shopping. I mean, that what kind of, what does that say about us as consumers? Oh, and the margins on that food and the margins on that food have to be fantastic. No, oh, I'm sure I, 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 I hate the fact that I love it so much. I just, uh, the whole experience of Ikea. I know some people hate it. I personally really enjoy going to Ikea. My stomach is rumbling now. Anyways. Um, so that I'm using that material. That's the big one. And that's, uh, probably a couple inches wider on either end, uh, all the way around of the cutting board. Wait a second. I'm sorry. I got to ask, did you, they sell cafeteria trays or did you take one? They do sell them. I did not take one. They sell them and they don't, they don't have, uh, so they've got a, cu- a few different style options. Uh, they've got, I think for like five bucks, they've got a cafeteria tray. That's like a mint green. Mm-hmm. Looks 
book actually looked pretty decent, but I, they have a floral pattern for $10 and I, I let my eyes get the best of me and I went for the floral pattern because it looks really nice. And if it doesn't snap in half when I put a bunch of petals on it, that's quite possibly going to be my new go-to. It just looks so cool. Uh, just like that. I don't know. I've always like liked the idea of having that kind of swagger. Like, yeah, that's right. I got flowers on my pedal board. What you going to do about it? So I got that. And then the other one I got was same material, but it's uh, not so big. It's a much smaller tray. It's uh, skinny and long. It's uh, it, just by eyeballing, it looked like it's about the depth of a boss pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is a bunch of just single size enclosures side by side. Uh, and then a power supply, just kind of like a mini board. So I, I figure I could probably get four or five of um, pedals plus a power supply on that just as like a mini go board. I have no idea what case I could possibly put any of these in, but I like the idea of uh, a DIY kind of situation because as much as I love the work that a lot of the builders for pedal board builders do out there, I'm broke. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and you want the money that you do have to be spent on pedals. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a fine balance between aesthetic and, and the, the tone. And I'm fully guilty of um, pushing for the aesthetic as being really important because it's just mm-hmm. part of our expression. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this um, just the other week about um, collectible pedals and, how exciting it is to to have a hobby that you can ex- where you can express yourself in so many different ways, not just one way. And like, it's exactly. not just the sound; it's it's the way they look, and it's the brands, and it's what the brands stand for. And it's it's really I it's one one of the things that I'm glad that I uh, eventually, although belatedly, kind of uncovered. Yeah, and I, so we'll see. I mean, if I can get by with a ten dollar tray as a as a pedal board, I mean, gosh darn it. I feel like I wasted my time with the DIY pedal board I did a few years back that just, it's neat, but I probably spent 50 bucks and of with the, the lumber that I got. And I just did put the money in the wrong parts of the project. Well, I'm sure you got $50 of use out of it. Since then I have, um, it's not, it's not the greatest looking thing, but it, it's been functional and it's sturdy. Is all get out. So that's, that's kind of one of the things about DIY is that they're not, I mean, yeah, you could almost always go out and just buy it better, but there's this, that little joy of knowing that you saved some money and that you did it yourself. And like, this is my project. This is my creation. It's like, I think why so many people um, get into just, putting together parts casters like they want to do it themselves because that it's like a more a little more special that way it's not perfect but it's mine yeah it's got the uh it's got the hutch touch if anybody uh if if you've ever seen the movie fanboys you you know what i'm talking about bless your soul great movie i do Uh, not i have not it's a star wars fan film oh no thank you i personally love that movie i rewatch it uh probably once, maybe twice a year. Mm, um, one of those. I, yeah, it's, uh, we, we, we can get into another day. <laughs> uh, I'm unashamedly a huge Star Wars fan. Oh, I love Star Wars. I just have yep. um, limits. Limits. I mean, I named my cat Princess Carrie Fisher. Oh, Obviously, I like Star Wars a little bit. 
But yeah, there's definitely something with the pride of like, I made this myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, man, where did you get that? Oh, well, tell you what, I actually just made this. <laughs> what do you have to say about it? Hmm? All right. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like um, everything. Gosh, there's so many little products for guitarists to kind of do things themselves. There's BYOC, and um, which I have a, a fuzz kit that relates to Matthew's effects that I have to put together uh, still. Scranton Strangler, as it was so named. Um, and do you remember, have you ever seen those little things? Uh, it's just like a little hole punch, but then it makes a guitar pick. Yeah, it's, those are awful. It's like the make your own pog. And those make your own pogs were always awful. They were the worst pogs. <laughs> my friend's mom oh. my friend's mom got one and was so excited and I she has a little crafts and she plays guitar and stuff and um she was just really excited about like all the things that she could make just the worst guitar picks in the world it's because they don't have a polished edge that's why they suck so well, hard. it's just the materials junk too i mean yeah it just it sounds dead to use like like a snare cracker it just sounds like kind of doesn't have any attack on the strings and then it just wears out so fast. And yeah, uh, yeah. Up, I, I used it on a coded set of strings and just like playing it for like half an hour, just one, it just felt awful. And two, it, it, it wrecked the coding on my strings. Gross. I was so upset. It's like, have you ever played those? They're not really actually wooden picks. They're like made from a laminate, but I got um, one of those. Uh, Thalia, Thalia, Thalia uh, capos. And yeah, 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 yeah. I like the capo. It came with a like junky little wooden laminate pick. And I just kind of like was peeling it back with my fingernail. I'm like, this sucks. Like I should. Yeah. Be able I mean, to- I've I heard sh- mixed reviews on those of the laminate ones. Yeah. I've heard that they can sound decent on acoustic. I mean, maybe, but it's right. going to fall apart. I just, I just, all I've ever oh, heard yeah. is I mean, people the, talking the about like, like yeah, great. just like sawdust. I was at a shop in the Midwest. And the shop owner, they had petrified wood picks. It was this, they were like 10 bucks each. It was the strangest thing, but it was super cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. Cause that's basically like stone. Right. It, it looked super sick. It was, I felt like I was like having this cover. like, whoa, that's so cool. I was like, wait a minute. I feel like I just like lived out a scene of spinal tap in an alternate universe. We should get one and send it to Cole Duke from the gear slum. So he can drop it on his desk repeatedly during episodes. Hey, that's mean. Hey, no, it's <laughs> they did it. He did it. Yeah, I love Cole. I know, I do He's too. Funny. He's great. Yeah. Speaking of weird picks, while we're on the topic, and uh, the folks over the Gear Slum, great podcast by the way, great guys. Uh, Aaron just got a bunch of metal picks. Yeah, I don't. And, uh, I don't know if I would. I kind of try to avoid like sharp metal from being around my guitars. I'm in, I'm, I'm just curious to know if that's going to influence the, the pickups. I guess I'll have to go listen to their review uh, with the the magnetic field. I mean, I don't know why it would. Yeah. I don't think it would. I mean, imagine like, I guess you probably not a lot of people wear like watch on that hand. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I like, I like a firm pick that like in a most literal sense. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I enunciated the puh on the beginning of right, that right. word. Yeah, I, I sorry. Like, I like my picks um, um, thick with multiple C's. Mm, I like a thick pick. I've been using the the purple tortexes. Yeah. Oh gosh, I love I love those the big stubbies. Um, I or the little stubbies. I love the little stubbies. Oh no, I use the tortex. I can't do short picks like the jazz style picks. I, I I use the just the regular tortex, the grippy ones. I can't do a regular sized pick. All I can do are the jazz picks. It's like I I got it. I started it. It it ruined a standard size pick for me. Unless maybe if I'm like just playing straight rhythm, but even a lot of times when I'm playing rhythm, it's like kind of fast, um, like Prince syncopated or like just funk rhythms and just a short, stiffer pick just works better. And then it's just, I just feel like it's faster because it's just so much closer to the strings and I don't know. It just fits in, I have smaller hands. It just fits in my hands better maybe. Yeah, if it works for you, it works for you. I, don't know. I can't get the hang of it. Yeah, but. I got um some of those little gravity picks. They're having a sale on them, so I have like the jazz with the the sharper, like the sharpest point. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'll try it. I love it so much. Like immediately, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this, and then I just started playing. I'm like this is the best pick I've ever used. Well, that I mean, I'm not gonna argue with you on that. I mean, I've heard nothing but great things about those picks. I'm I'm a simple man though. I'm just mad that uh, I'm not really that mad. I just, it was, I thought it was worth trying. I um, wanted to put a naughty word on, on the pics on the, cause mm-hmm. I think there was a free personalization and he messaged me back. He's like, we can't, we can't put bad words on our guitar picks. I'm like, why not? <laughs> well, I, I certainly can't blame them. I mean, I guess this is a great moment for me to, the quick pause and just, Plug is a sponsor of the show. Uh, I I also run on top of being a host here. I run Fox Cairo Pedal Toppers, and I I do have rules about what I can and cannot put on a cost on a custom pedal topper, and uh, language is language is one of them. Uh, yeah, I mean it wasn't like a derogatory use of a, right, a, right. a, of, a of a swear word. It was like bleep yeah. Yep. And I think it would have made me so happy. And I'm very happy with what I, I'm happy with what I ended up with, but, uh, it would have made me so happy. <laughs> no, I feel you. So anyways, uh, if, if you, uh, have a volume pedal or anything like that, it's got like a rubber or like a black grip tape and it just, it's just a big black spot on your board that just, you just feel uninspired by, uh, yeah, shoot me a message. Uh, let's, let's talk. Let me put something cooler on there. I do custom pedal toppers at a really good price. And that's F O X C H I R H O. Yep. I don't have a website up yet, but that's uh, possible in the workings coming up soon. Uh, but yeah, check out the Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's my little plug as sponsor of this episode. Yeah. Also sponsoring the podcast is Sonic Cake Technologies. They're a startup based out of China. And uh, right now I just have their very affordable isolated power supplies. One has... They have like a one five hundred MA port on it. Um, it. It just it feels really sturdy. It's very comparable in size to the Ohi by Strymon, um, but it's only forty seven dollars. And I'm really excited. Uh, they're going to be sending us some of their um, mini pedals to try out, and they they also are going to send me uh, a headphone amp 
So nice. uh, yeah, I'm going to get a mini volume slash expression pedal, a mini chorus pedal. Um, remember the other week we were talking about that fifth dimension, that pedal that does like five yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're sending me one of those and an Ottawa. 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 I just, I try to say that without it sounding like I'm talking about, you know, a place in Canada. Ottawa. Ottawa. I've never thought about that. <laughs> I have some friends in Ottawa. Well, there you go. You win the pun of the episode. <laughs> I wasn't even trying. I was trying to avoid it, and I still win. Gosh darn it. Anyway, the moral of this this tangent is that a DIY picks, not a great call. Don't recommend. Yeah, no, I don't recommend either. Um, I do recommend uh, DIY guitar pedals. DIY guitar pedals. There's some great, great companies. I'll send you a kit with everything inside of it and instructions. And that way you don't have to go through the process of designing the circuit and wrapping your head around all of the math behind the electronics. You just order a kit and they give you the instructions and you get to learn the basics of what components can are polarized and can only go to one direction or the other, which directions can go either way. It's a great experience to do that. I, I recommend if you've never done that before, go get a soldering iron. Yeah. Learn how to solder. Which is a great skill. Yeah, it's a great skill. Um, if you can solder and you can see colors on a little um, resistor. If you're colorblind, I really don't recommend this immediately. Or just get them, um, get the resistors uh, in a way that they are already organized by their what they are. Because sometimes, right. sometimes some of these folks who sell these just sometimes they're really nicely taped up and labeled, and sometimes they're just all thrown into a bag, and then you have and you spend the first one hour trying to build your chorus pedal by just reading them all and trying to organize them yourself. And you know what? That sucks. Right? Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's just I would like I would hate to get shipped like a like if I was trying to like build a bulk of pedals, and if for whatever reason all of the resistors got mixed up in the shipping process. Oh yeah. Just throw them away. I just, I cannot imagine the the pain it would be to sit there for hours and separate them out by color. There's and there's no reason you would or should just get rid of them buy new ones already organized. Super sorry. There's no reason. There's like, I can't imagine that being worth anyone's time. Like if it, I think, I think it wasn't quite an hour. It was maybe like 20 or 30 minutes for me, but uh, that was toward, and I was doing it as like to kill time, but like I'm a very b- busy person in case you haven't noticed. And uh, yeah, it just would not be worth my time to do that. Um. So yeah. What about uh, DIY? Tell you what, I know you've done DIY gu- guitars and mm-hmm. I haven't, I've just like tweaked my guitars. I haven't done like a full DIY, but I have done a couple of DIY pedal boards. So why don't. Let's do this for the rest of the episode. You tell me about your DIY guitar projects, and then I'll give you a recap um, of my former successful and failed attempts at pedal boards. How does that sound? Yeah, sure. Um, so I just decided I wanted to start trying to make a guitar. I feel like one of the beautiful things about DIY and building your own pedals and building your own guitars is just developing a new level of respect for the people who made the things that, you know, make us happy. Um, And then you're happy when it turns out and you're really frustrated and you're laying on the floor saying, why do I think I can do anything when it doesn't go right? If that's just me, dope. Um, But 
I was in uh, as a trading musician, which is a guitar store in um, North Seattle. And they have always in the corner right by the door a bunch of just pieces of guitars. And they're really cheap. Um, just necks and bodies. And I saw this little uh, this little loaded body um, with loaded pickguard. Just no neck, uh, no name. Kind of, it reminded me of a Les Paul Jr. Uh, double cut. With, it just mm-hmm. had one humbucker in the neck. And I uh buy it i you know i strip strip it i paint it i put a telly neck on it i had to like fill in the holes um for the neck with with dowels uh redrill the holes for the neck uh set everything um i put new tuners on it i um put a new pickup in it i wired that pickup and it was just my little purple dream machine. It was uh, just purple and shiny, and it was an honorable mention from the 60 Cycle Hum, great podcast. Uh, they did a mod contest last winter, and it was really made me excited. Mike Adams said it was one of his favorites from Mike and Mike's Guitar Bar, uh, Pusheen on Instagram. Thanks, Mike. Uh, he liked it a lot, and I ended up sending it to my friend, in Minnesota where it obviously belonged and it just made me so happy. Um, I'm, I am going to send a telly kit to a friend who's never had a guitar. Mostly I'm just, I'm trying to build things and give them away because I don't need them, but um, I'm trying to build some guitars and didn't just give them to friends who have never had an electric guitar before. Um, I'm working with gun street wiring to build a Stratocaster out of parts that I have laying around um, with one of their wiring kits, and I'm going to give it to the Rain City Rock Camp for Girls, and that's going to be a fun project that I'm going to do with them. And I'm really Aww. excited about it. Yeah, and I'm just trying to decide like what I, like the finish. Like I could talk to them, and I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if I just took it to like the the office and all the women who work there, um, all the people who work there. Uh, like drew on it and painted on it and then I could spray nitro over it since you don't have to sand between coats and how special that would be. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe I'll start that in February when I start to have time. Yeah. It's been a super busy season. Mm-hmm. Plugging on through. Going to make it happen. Yes. Let's get that bread. Mm, Got to get that bread or maybe not. I feel like I'm trying so hard to sound relevant. Oh, that's a very that's like seventies slang, dude. You are way off base. Oh, well, it's it's making a comeback. I'm I'm seeing it a lot lately. So the kids are into these days. They're into bread. No, they're not into bread because they're going all keto. Keto, keto. Uh, poquito. Shout out to the, the URL I own, KatoSupply.co. <laughs> 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 I am so sorry. I didn't realize you bought that domain. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. I did buy that. No, I, 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 I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh my goodness! I have KatoSupply.co. I would pour one out for the homies, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, 
I'm not pouring this one out. I'm sorry. It's not worth it's it. It's too good. No, he's not worth it. No. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we'll explain that another episode. Oh. <laughs> sorry. I don't know what to do with that information. I'm just on. Maybe it's just I'm exhausted. Close, it's been a long day. I'm going to be up out. early in the yeah. morning. It's too much. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm starting to contain myself now. So, Andrew, now that you've regained your composure, um, let's let's hear about your pedal boards. Yeah. So I've got a long and dubious history with the idea of making my own pedal board. Um. Yeah, where to begin? Where to begin? All right. So th- th- I'm going to just open this up with this is slightly embarrassing for me, but at the same token, if you've never done this before and you want to embark on the same journey, totally do it. It's totally worth it. All right. Don't let the the potential for embarrassment stop you because I I feel like I started off and I made some really awful embarrassing mistakes that I look back and I'm like, whoa, why did I do that? But if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Um, which not like I'm bragging about where I'm at now. It's not like, oh yeah, look at me now. I'm doing so great. But uh, you've but progressed. I, I have things that I'm proud of. Good. Sort of. Prouder than of past things. So I started off, uh, I remember that I showed up to play at a church that I was um, asked to play at when I was a freshman in college. And I just showed up. I had a, a grocery bag with all my pedals and cables in it. A grocery bag. Can you imagine? Yeah, I can. Because I've seen young men at the airport whose entire luggage is grocery bags. Yep. So I did that. That was the... Uh, um, between that moment and the day when I didn't have enough money on my debit card to buy myself a hot dog at Schnitzel were the two days that I think epitomized the brokenness of being in college for me and uh uh by the way the wiener schnitzel did give me a free hot dog anyways so it was, yeah i was like i'm so hungry i haven't eaten in like nine hours and i've got 50 cents on my debit card i'm so sorry but i don't suppose you've got a free hot dog um so they did so that was my college in a nutshell so i showed up to this church sunday morning the worship director whose name is Ethan and is one of my mentors, uh, big influence on my life. Great guy. Looked at me. He was like, Oh, okay. And I just, I just, that was kind of the end of that conversation. I just did this for a while. And at some point he suggested, well, maybe have you considered getting a little bit of Velcro and like a piece of plywood or something. And that way you don't have to plug all of this in <laughs> every week. Um, did you, did you look at him and say it was good enough for Hendrix? I did not. I I was very arrogant at that point in my life, but I wasn't so arrogant. That you would talk back I to could... your worship director? <laughs> well, no. Okay. So this is the kind of arrogant that I was. I would be like, well, no, you're stupid. But then I would actually go and do it anyways. Like I would give it a couple of weeks and be like, okay, that was a really good idea. And then I would go and do it. Mm. And so I like, it was probably a few months of him being like, Hey, like that, that little orange amp that you've got that solid state crush. 12 watt with an eight inch speaker probably isn't the best sounding amp. I don't suppose you want to use the house amp. And it took me months for me to finally be like, okay, fine. It sucks. Um, but I was like, no, you're dumb. It sounds like a tube amp, which it didn't. And, uh, 
So that's where I started. And I, I got a piece of just like, it was like a square piece of hobby board. I got like my three or four pedals on there. And then this little piece of hobby board, I decided that it needed a tear in the back because I had a hard time reaching the pedals in the back, Yeah, which for a board that had like six pedals on, I was Aww. just wanting to look cool. So I got another piece of board and I gorilla glued it to the back. And so I had a big square and then another half of a square um, on the back for the back tier gorilla glued to it. And then I was like, you know, it really needs to be angled. So I took another square, the same size put underneath gorilla glued that the night before I uh, was supposed to play. I remember I was like gorilla gluing this at like 11 PM. My roommates like, aren't you supposed to be at church at 7 AM? Is that going to have time to set? I'm like, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> and did it. I just had like, I, I, I had it clamped up and it, it stayed. And, and then I just, it was like, uh, so it was the one piece in the middle and then the back row had a, uh, a slat on top of it and a slat below it gorilla glued together. The gorilla glue bubbled out and spilled out, out, out of the slats on both ends. And then I just had like, I think a little bit of white and a little bit of black, uh, of a uh, little bit of white, a little bit of black Velcro. It was just like, there was no paint on it. It was just raw wood. Uh, I think it was all plywood. It just looked, it was the most DIY thing ever. And if I stepped on one of my pedals in the back, the foot switch was farther back in the pedal. And if I stepped on it, it would make the, the front end of the pedal board lift up. A little bit. <laughs> it was an abomination, but I did it. And you know what? It worked. Uh, it, it, it just was, it was part of, part of what, how I got to be where I am now. Yeah. So definitely embarrassing. And so then I went on a tirade of looking up all these pedal builders at this time. I was obsessed with salvage custom which that unfortunately company is no longer around, but for the work that I've seen, I don't know much about the guys that ran it, but the work that I saw, it just looked really good. It was like, well, I'm never going to be able to afford what they were charging. I think they were charging $600 for a pedal. Oh yeah. I mean, and you just have, you don't have reason for that. Like, um, gosh, I just think unless you're playing a lot of big shows, that's just, that's a that's a nice yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of money for for a guy that was in college and could barely afford to to feed himself. Um, that wasn't really in the picture. And um, as much as I want to, one of my favorite guitar players um, at that point, and still one of my favorite guitar players, uh, Michael Gunger, plays a sel- uh, salvage custom. Mm. As of last I checked, oh, that's nice. Uh, they're they're great. Yeah, I mean, I'm not not so like, okay. have them, but like like. If you can afford it and it makes you happy, it brings you joy, do it. But yeah, I just, I couldn't justify it. So anyways, I'm just, I'm drooling over these. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it as well as them, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a pedal board. And I had this, this DJ case for a DJ controller. So it's probably like 12 or 13 inches deep and maybe 15 inches across, maybe 16 inches across. So I told myself I'm going to make a DIY pedal board to fit in there, but I want it, I want it to be quality. I want it to look really good. Um, I want to like get the wood stain that I want. I want to get some nice wood. And so I went, what I ended up doing is I bought some red Oak. I didn't have a drill at this point in time. And so I tried to just like hand screw these, like hand screw it together without any pre-drilling. And I gave up on that really quick. Oh no. Yeah. That's not going to work. So I went back to the glue and clamp method and then that didn't last very long. Cause it popped apart, but it was just, I just did a very basic slats and then the back slat and the, 
and the back had a couple a little bit of bump so it was angled so it's a tiered slatted board and i've still got it and i've it's kind of frankenstein i've added some extended legs to it to help it um hold um but what ended up happening was i built it and i stained so i i stained the pieces first then i glued it together then i screwed it together uh, just like i like sanded the pieces before i screwed it all together so like the edges don't quite line up and it was just poorly executed all the way through. I learned that I, that boy scouts did not prepare me for woodworking as much as I thought it did. Oh, did you get that badge in boy scouts? No, I thought I didn't need it. Um, so lessons mm-hmm. learned if you're in boy scouts, um, get the badge. Or like if you're, if your school has, okay. How many of our listeners do you think are in boy scouts? You know, not that many likely, but if you are, props to you it's also not the boy scouts anymore it is the scouts um so yeah for diversity i have opinions about that i think the girl scouts are very important I, I i have a whole lot of mixed feelings i we can talk about that another day yes that, that's a that's a little that's a little too political i'll wait for that to be more my problem at a later date girl scouts don't have a badge for playing guitar so anyway, so I, I screwed up this whole thing like top to bottom, but at the end of the day, it held together. It's made of red oak. Uh, it made it. I didn't measure. I overestimated how much the soft bag could hold, and so I had to take a handsaw, just like a right, like you think of a saw, like look up an image, like, and I had to saw off the edges of it, uh, and then re re put like put it back together, mm-hmm. and then because I. I had gone home for the summer and I had couldn't store the paint in the storage unit. So I had to throw away the stain that I bought. Then I came back, had to soft the edges was out of, out of the paint. I was like, well, what do I, what do I have? And so I went to the store, I ended up getting neon orange spray paint. And so I just, the ends that I sawed off are capped off with neon orange. And so it's like this like nice red Oak that's hand stained. There's no, there's no protective coat. It's just hand stained. (laughs) And then it's capped off on the sides with just, construction orange it's the strangest thing do you have pictures um i i can post pictures this week yeah um the the picture lately the pictures that i've been posting are of that board you just can't see it because i'm posting pictures from the top Mm. so it's a frankenstein that's my most recent diy so i'm excited yeah it's kind of embarrassing it's also like well i did this while i was in college like just like on my on the porch of my apartment just getting a lot of sawdust everywhere. I'm like, yeah, I'm a man. I'm working with wood. Woo. Um, I don't know. It was, it was fun. Uh, working with wood. That's, that's what makes a man a man. I don't know what it makes me. Yep. That is the, the pinnacle of humanity. Sorry. I'm in a, I'm in a mood. No, no. I'm in a, I'm in also, I've been, yeah. I just I'm, want to make wood I'm, jokes and pick jokes. I, I'm just making fun of my former self at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've come a long way since. I really, I really lament the loss of wood shop in in high schools. Though we had it in my high school, I didn't take it. I took the computer class instead because I'm a dork. We didn't have a wood shop, but we had a metal shop my freshman year, and we had a drafting program. I took the drafting classes. That's cool. I was able to get my drafting projects done fast enough. That um, the same period that we had drafting next door, the wood shop had senior seminar, which there was like two guys in there and they were just goofing off. And so I, when I was done, I was like, Hey, can I go hang out with the seniors? And the teacher's like, are you done with your work? I'm like, yeah. Like, oh yeah, fine. Go. And so 
without signing any waivers, I was just playing with welders and acetylene torches and whatnot. I don't know how that was legal. I don't think it was, but I did it anyway. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and then at the end of my freshman year, they shut down the metal shop and I was devastated. <sighs> yeah. Uh, my one regret from metal shop uh, is that we got cut. We got caught making brass knuckles. Ooh. And they were confiscated. Yeah. So I, it was really, I, I, it was super dorky. I made these brass knuckles in the shape of the state of California. I just don't get the issue. I, 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 I know that they can inflict a, an incredible amount of harm, but like my grandfather owned brass knuckles just to own them. Like, like they, they can be art, like just like functional art. If you're ever in a street fight, I guess like West side story. To be fair. I was, 12 or 13 at the time probably not the best time for someone to have brass knuckles so yeah i don't know i never i mean i've been punched but i've never punched anything until i started boxing classes mr washburn if you're listening to this i am one part thankful and two part regretful that you confiscated those <laughs> so yep. i'll send this to him thank you and not thank you all at the same time so yeah well th so that's my story on diy do you have like I don't know. We're pretty much at an hour. We said we weren't going to go for an hour, but we're, we're here. So anything else? Like, do you have any questions or like, I don't know. Hit me with it. Do I have any questions about your pedal board experiences? Yes. I've just rambled. Hit me with a hard question. Make me sound dumb. And then we'll end the show. No, I don't that? have any way to make you sound dumb. I mean, I've never done that. Aww. I just would go out and buy them. I bought some crappy quote, powered pedal board on amazon when i was playing with a band in college that thing sucked i have to give it i'm going to give it away i think but um it was the kind that like you you just had little plugs at the top and then you would plug your pedals into it and it wasn't isolated i'm sure um it worked fine. It was big. You should send it to someone to have them like build a pedal inside of it instead of the power. <laughs> Like just like a random, like it, it's like a pedal, but it's attached to the pedal board. So you can only use the pedal if you're using it's the pedal alive. Board. It's got character. Oh. Like send it to Leon and like get him to like put something like a Binford inside of it. It's just It'd super strange. It'd be the opposite of a true bypass looper. It'd be just right? the weirdest thing in the world. All right. Well, we should probably, should probably yeah. say tonight because it's, because it is, you got to wake up in like four hours. Five. We'll be generous. I've got five. five. All right. Well, um, All right. thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. This has been, yeah, yeah this has been the get all set podcast. Heck to the Heck yes. To yes. Well, good night to all and to all a good night is I think what you were trying to say a few episodes ago. Yeah, I screwed it's that okay. up. Oh, well, good night, everyone. We wish you well. Bye. Bye.